A Christian mind is not one that is trained to think only about Christian topics. It is a mind that has learned to think about everything from a Christian perspective. We have to understand God rightly to know him intimately. It is the gospel that orients my thinking on every other issue. You can know if you're trusting in Jesus that every single atom in this universe is working for your good. That's why I'm sticking with Jesus. Not because he always does what I want him to do. I'm sticking with Jesus because I just haven't found any better alternative. Shout out Fabio on the pod. Hey everyone, you're listening to episode 79 of the Blackbeard podcast. My name's Barry. I'm joined with uh this might be your third appearance. Who me? Um, yeah, it's my third yeah. time. Third time. Oh, now yeah. you're you know, regular contributor, I would say. I don't um, know if that's regular, but yeah, three times. <laughs> hey Fabian, we're also joined. Um we we've yet to actually do the press release, but Definitely the, the newest member of the official Black Britta team. Man, like Edjim. Edjim, how are you? I'm good, but I have one or two complaints before we start. <laughs> um, you need to join a program. I have feedback for it. Where's my mic, laptop, headphone? I'm still waiting for the full wow. set. Ah. Wow. Um, it's coming, it's coming. Obviously, the hoodie, the branded. Like, we, you the know, funniest my, mind, thing my BB mug while I'm on the thing. Do you know what I mean? Like my BB mug. What? Little, <laughs> you know I mean? Edjim, Edjim, what's the pay like? Easy, easy, easy. Negotiations are ongoing. Oh, okay. I you get me? Competitive, <laughs> but ongoing. <laughs> <laughs> if, 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 if we ain't coming up scratch, come, we can have conversations afterwards. Bro, mm. let me just get me. You know, let me just put my number in the chat so we can. <laughs> That's why I don't believe. This is why some people don't believe in trade unions and all that. Discuss your discuss your salary publicly. Competitive world, mate. It's competitive. <laughs> That's what we need. No, but I'm happy to join you guys in the Lord's work. Honestly. Um, nah, man. You, you man, a stellar team. Hopefully, one can add in a small oh, way I can contribute. Facts, facts. No, it was definitely a no brainer. Um, shout out, Edgem. Uh, yeah, we definitely will, maybe not this episode, but we'll formally grill you because I think when Gabby joined, we definitely gave her a, a hard grilling. So, Edgem, you'll, you'll get yours one day. I'm sure me and Top are working on something. Oh, uh, my but gosh. yeah, how, how have both of you views been? You guys cool? It's sunny in London at the moment. Yeah, man. 25 degrees outside at the moment. Yeah, I'm on half term, so I'm enjoying, you know. Teachers oh, and half term. Oh, my days. Yeah. I'm enjoying, man. I was outside playing basketball a little bit earlier. What time? What What time was this, sorry? In the day? In the day, yeah. I can't man. even phantom what that must be like. Yeah. It must be nice. Do you know what that I mean? Yeah, this afternoon I was playing ball. It was sweet, man. So I'm enjoying. Weather's good. Yeah, I can't complain, man. That's sweet. Edgem, how are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is like the second, no, not second, maybe like the fourth, third day of like just beautiful sunshine. Yeah. So obviously yesterday, bank holiday. Well, yesterday in our terms, um, brunch with the family. Hey, I said, this is the life I want to live. But Ooh. just put, just take me out of London, put me in Banana Island, VI, somewhere like that. Boom. <laughs> and this is the life I want to just, you know, leisurely going to get brunch, wearing slippers, wearing shades. I said, God, this is, this is like, just a blessing, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, it's such a such a lovely day. So yeah, hopefully it carries on. Uh, I'm willing to man, let let summer be November. This one that summer started late, late end late, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a lovely obviously recording on a Tuesday. I had a lovely bank holiday yesterday. Went out on a bat. It's just I'd, when the weather's nice, the whole day just feels yeah. Everything is just sweeter. Mm. Like I went for a walk today. Didn't need my umbrella. Didn't need my hoodie wasn't afraid of the rain so yeah it's just put everyone in a, in a much better mood so hopefully this continues uh long long into the into the months likely it will rain next week you know england always like don't say it. that man 
<laughs> they always like to switch it up on us, small, small. Um, yeah, but yeah, Fabi, how you been though? You been good? Yeah, it's been a while since I've been on the pod. Yeah, I think yeah. I think the last time he was on the pod, I don't think he was married. No, I, I may be wasn't. wrong. Wow, I, not married. Bro, how's married, married, how's married life? Like, how's all of that going? Yeah, it's good, man. I can't, uh, someone asked me about that today. It's been good. <laughs> I, I don't really know what to say. I mean, yeah, it's been good, man. Just mm-hmm. been enjoying. It's been different, obviously, um, with lockdown and stuff. But I think it's actually been positive. Mm-hmm. Just, I can't speak for people that have been married for a long time, but I guess as a newlywed, mm. we're kind of forced to like really have that quality time. Whereas if in a normal situation, we would have been newlyweds, there still would have been the other things at work and social and all that other stuff that would have taken away that, that fact that actually we were kind of thrown into the deep end of, okay, you're married now, spend every single minute of the day together kind mm. of thing. So um, I think it's been beneficial. I know it hasn't been beneficial for everyone, but um, for the most part, I think it's been great. The only you know downside is that we haven't been able to like go out and like, go on holiday and go on honeymoon and stuff like that oh the fact that we didn't get to have a wedding <laughs> all that kind of stuff was bad but other than that it's been really really good mm, yeah and you've got you know forever to go so 100% honeymoon honeymoon all of that will come all of that will yeah. come congrats man honeymoon. I didn't even know thank you. congrats thank you bro thank you yeah oh you got I think your engagement was would you get married in Nigeria yeah we did the we did the tried in Nige which ah. was lovely sweet yeah that was, Niger, no. that was brilliant man it's so funny because I was I wasn't excited about it before it happened. Um, and then when that happened, it was so good. And then to come back, because we literally came back to the UK and then there was the lockdown 2.0. Mm. Oh, so it was just one of them ones where we were so thankful that we got to have that because that that's literally all we've been able to have in terms of like a celebration. So I really, really enjoyed it, man. And Nigeria was great. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, shout out, Nigeria. Adam, how are Nigeria, you? Man. Oh, I'm missing Nigeria now, man. Um, I'm good, <laughs> man. I'm good. I'm good. It's um, yeah, busy time at work. So, um, uh, yeah, it's still fun and stretchy. You know, it's weird. Busy time sometimes brings the best or worst out of you. So, currently, it's doing the former, so we pray that continues. Um, but apart from that, well, family, well. Um, on a very very side side note, um, it's might be my first blasting on BB from bringing up a side topic, but. I'm not happy with this England squad, though. Let me just say, I'm not happy with this England squad. But I haven't seen it. Haven't I'm seen not it. happy with this England squad. I'm not what? happy. Is it because of what, four, four, four right-backs? You got to or... do my guy... Listen, the right-back team, I don't understand. But my guy Lingard, come on. He did J-Links for you for half a season. I know. Nine yeah. goals, six assists in what, like 19... Oh, come on. Who do you yeah. leave out, though? I, this is Jude, not a Jude Bellingham, he's 17. No, no, Bellingham stays. And for me, I think Watkins got shagged. Yeah, no, I think but it's, it's come very competitive. It's very competitive. I it's a very strong shape. team. Did Trent get left out? No. Nope. Nah, 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 every right back is there. Every right back. Every single right back in the world is there. Four, four oh. right backs. <laughs> four well, right backs, yeah. Just play a full back four. four I'm right telling back. you. Yeah, that's right. Even um, James Ward-Prowse got dropped as well, yeah, man. Come on, man. Free kick specialist. Um, yeah, but yeah. that I'm annoyed, but um, the sun is out. So, but and, and also, Mary, please, the first pod you bring me as a member is on this topic. Ah, have mercy <laughs> on me, please. <laughs> no, nah, looking forward to it. Well, this 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 episode. This is why Femi's on because this episode was definitely inspired by him. I think he 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 tweeted us about how the last episode, episode seventy eight, which was um, a pastor failed me on church hurt. 
Ayo briefly made like a, a a comment around when he was going through his church experience, his his wife, girlfriend at the time mentioned kind of the suggestion of them leaving the church and maybe going to a, a white church. I, I think it was a very humorous remark around just uh, the experiences of being in a black church compared to uh, a white church. And then in recent, last week, an episode, uh, Meet the Perrys, which is Jackie Hill Perry and Preston Perry, they had an episode on the black church. And again, just interesting time. So I thought, yeah, let's have a, a conversation, especially when we're talking about uh, the Church in the Wild series, all, all things church. Um, why not have, as Blackberry, a, a conversation around the black church, the black majority church experience um, and go from there? So the, the first question just to start off, off with was, yeah, like what did you grow up in a black majority church, black church? What was your experience of growing up in, in the black church? And we can probably unpack like the history of, of the black church in the UK as well, just to keep it black british perspective edging want to go first yeah happy to so yeah definitely grew up in um majority black churches pretty much all my life i'm thinking was there pretty uni where yeah maybe pretty uni so maybe like a year a year and a half um the church i was attending was probably more diverse uh in that respect but yeah, that's that's sort of a, a speck um, on my history, literally um, from birth till even now. Grew up in black majority churches um, across the spectrum. I might add, and I mean by that, like across the like, um, uh, if you can say doctrinal spectrum, theological spectrum, um, black Pentecostal church, um, black Reformed church, black in between church. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, so really have had had yeah quite some exposure to. Uh, black church got saved in a black church obviously by implication so so mm-hmm. yeah yeah Femi what was your experience like yeah pretty much almost exactly the same um so yeah been yeah grew up in predominantly black churches when I say predominantly black I mean 99% black I'm not yeah like, yeah like yeah predominantly black churches up until uni so yeah uni was like my first experience of a somewhat diverse um church actually um so yeah up until uni and then again the same like edwin just said that was almost like a spec up or until now anyway and i guess i'll speak about my experience now um a bit later but growing up yeah just um just black churches um unlike many i did not grow up in a pentecostal uh background though i I actually uh, grew up in a seventh-day adventist church Um, yeah up until i got to uni so that's that Changed the experience a little bit, but it was still black. It was still it was still very very black, but mm. slightly different culturally um, than what you might get in like a Pentecostal or a typical like Nigerian church or whatever. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Just to answer the question. Yeah, literally. Just, yeah. And when you when you guys were in these like black majority spaces, did you was that just normal? Like, did you ever take in like, wow, I go to a church with just bare people? That are... you know what? I, this is going to sound silly, but. Yeah, up until uni, I didn't know white Christians. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'm not. I'm, so I'm not about really God TV. It's all God TV, though. People. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> Americans. Oh yeah. Okay. 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 I see. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'm not exaggerating. I I didn't know any white Christians. So it wasn't. Yeah, it was literally all I knew. Like, I just thought, yeah, white people were secular. Black people go to church. <laughs> mm. um, maybe I, I probably didn't think it out like that as specific as that but yeah I, until I got to uni I didn't I wasn't even confronted with other cultures when it came to church 
Mm. Well, yeah, it did. I guess to answer the question, yeah, it felt like the norm because it's all I knew. Mm. Yeah, very very similar to me. Um, yeah, I've I've been to a, a black majority church all my life, even from young to now, currently. Um, and growing up in, in a in a black church, like it was, yeah, it, was, it just felt very family like. Like my parents came to the UK in in the late eighties, and church was yeah, it was just an extension of our social and family network where everything we did was was related to the church even when as you could imagine um african immigrants coming in the 80s having issues with immigration housing employment and the church was closely linked to that because it would almost be a shared space to have um that conversation and, and then as i got older and and spent more time in a pentecostal church in my in my late teens yeah very similar of course you know we can delve into the tradition of like having to respect um the the pastor or you know daddy and the lord and the deference you have to give to any older person and how that's linked a lot with just african arguably caribbean culture as well so yeah it was it was it was a, it was a very very interesting period and then coming now uh to a yeah black conservative black reform church um slightly different and, and you can even just unpack um kind of the effects of, of moving into a space like that but then also trying to understand the unique kind of call of being in a multi-ethnic uh city and what that looks like um and how that should reflect the church you go to um i think london is a very interesting use case and because of that the churches should you, you wonder um but then at the same time there's there's pockets of of so places like suffolk for example where people almost will say it's, it's arguably going to be like the african capital of the world where it's just largely uh filled with a lot of black africans of course that will be reflected in the church and mm. similar to if you lived way out in the sticks um so yeah it's, again just some things we will talk about like let's kind of unpack about just the history of the black church in the uk um i might have to lean on on Edgemon on this response this regard. Oh, why oh, excuse me <laughs> <laughs> excuse me please Edgemon sent me a helpful <laughs> A helpful document uh, essay by, um, I need to make sure I say his name, Reverend Israel Oluwali, Olifinjaya, I think he's a minister at Woolwich Baptist Church, but he wrote kind of a piece on the history of of, um, the church in the UK, the black church. So yeah, Edwin, of course we could even put that in the show notes, but yeah, what were things that you picked out that may have been interesting, just wanting to unpack like why there are actually black churches black majority churches in the uk yeah it's su- it's such a like rich thing to get into and i i i'd even scratch the surface in the time beforehand you know before coming on this podcast so what what i deduced was clearly like there's this the journey of like the uk black church and how they formed how they became to be how they came to be is um is not too is is the, the relationship with that is like connected almost directly to the journey of African Caribbean immigrants into the UK also. Mm. So you don't have the story of black churches in the UK without the story of immigration from African Caribbean islands. Um, mm. And so you almost read it in the lens of that, um, that journey that our, you know, um, parents, parents made to the UK. And then from those, from those areas, so we're thinking Caribbean, we're thinking the forties and the fifties, we're thinking Windrush era coming from the islands into the UK, into London and into then 
I mean, other major cities as well have their, you know, their sort of um, immigrant communities, sort of like Bristol, Birmingham, Manchester, um, um, uh, Liverpool, um, even as far as even Edinburgh. Um, each has their community, but of course, London. From from what from what anyway I've seen and from what others have mentioned, it almost certainly that the 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 black majority church capital of Europe. I mean, the first BMC, if I can call it that, was in London. The first BMC in Europe was mm-hmm. founded in London, like nineteen oh nine. I think Summer Road. I'm reading my notes here. Summer Road Chapel by Reverend Thomas Kwame Bren Williams. That's like the person who is sort of pointed as founded the first black majority church in Europe and that was in London uh, and that was in 1909 so we're even talking before like the um Windrush generation like way before um mm-hmm. but yeah then you have these I mean but yeah, even just yeah thinking of the 50s and 40s that generation so I'm more familiar with you have them come over and sometimes coming over in like their congregation congregational groups if I'll call it that like they're literally coming over with the brethren that they did church with in the islands. So when they come in here, it's like, we've come here now and we now do church now in um, in, a, in a fellow believer's house, um, whereas we were doing church in a proper, you know, building on an island. We've now come to UK all together to find, you know, work and better opportunities. And we still remain that congregation, but now just in a, you know, um, a smaller form. Um, and, then, and then those sort of groups expanding and growing and then maybe having their own um, buildings and 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 uh, and, and, uh, and more and more permanent locations within London to then actually sort of actually become a full fledged church, um, and then so you sort of have this like imported black majority churches come in, and then from there, you know, these are people who are coming over, families, communities, and it's not just church that they that they're doing together; it's it's life. So they are supporting each other through. Um, support networks and through that people are being added to their church through the church people who are coming over newly you know um, um, more recent immigrants are being supported through the church so the church is really a community hub as as uh, as much as it was um, obviously a home of their their, their spiritual their spiritual family and, and, and growth so the church was I mean it's the black church for for those communities was really an institution for help support for guide you know, I don't forget sadly you have to mention that a lot of the churches or congregations that they were coming and sadly they were they were experiencing that like, racial exclusion from more established mm. churches so they had no choice even but to set their own churches um and so yeah it, it's, it's it's a very like touching thing to to see and read um you know um yeah, that that's that's sort of my main takeaway, and and even just to add on the how important was that the concentration even of like job opportunities and um and uh, and signposting to where you can receive support that was even received at church. So it wasn't just oh come to my church and you know um uh, and worship with us. It was also come and receive like practical help support if you're a new immigrant. That was really important because. You know, as you can imagine, it was difficult for them to receive support like that in other established um, public service providers. So, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Interesting, wow. Yeah, it, it was definitely it. And there was a few other articles and references um, that I was able to look into. And, yeah, again, just tracking the story from the 40s and 50s um, all the way to the 70s and 80s where you have, like, the rise of the Church of God in Christ 
C- CNS churches, mm. deep, and then you go to like the '90s where RCCG and um, mm. you know KICC and, and and big kind of um, big black churches form, and and out of it just form out so many other other things. Um, just yeah, again, access to financial uh, literacy, access to assistance with work, like all these other things that are very community focused. That if I look at a lot of big black majority churches were, were really really adept at doing um so yeah and i think for me I, i've just never really t- taken the time to understand like why is this church here black majority mm-hmm. like why is this church like you don't always think that um even the, the church i go to currently is is basically the offspring of that that they come in the 50s 60s caribbeans and then go to their their white baptist anglican methodist and there's they're like oh we can't stay here and then they just build their own thing um and it's it's great even in even at the back of like sin and and oppression and prejudice there's actually still uh redemption because these people set their their churches and and the gospels preached and, and people are saved um and, so, it's, yeah, and I, it's interesting because even when you mentioned RCCG and obviously headquarters in Nigeria, yet mm-hmm. you would think that it was almost, it was founded in the UK when you move in some areas yeah. in London. So even though people are moving primarily for like job opportunities, a better life, I mean, there's something to be said about having, having you know, something to be said about the faith that you have and, 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 and the importance you place in your faith that you don't, you don't allow such a such I mean so much newness, new country, new society, perhaps even sometimes even new language, that doesn't prevent you from knowing what you know to be important about your faith and making sure that even upon coming here, you're bringing the faith that you have here, mm-hmm. having your churches despite being perhaps prevented from engaging in like yeah. established religion and stuff currently in the UK. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because my family have like. Not 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 uh not too far back, but um. So as I mentioned earlier, um, I grew up as a Seventh Day Adventist, and there isn't actually a massive, or there at least wasn't a big Nigerian Seventh Day Adventist community in the UK. Um, so when my um parents came over here, they were like one of the first to like make a concerted effort to try and bring all the Nigerians, especially the Nigerian immigrants that were coming, that were Seventh Day Adventists, and bringing them together and making sure they fellowshiped. Making sure they knew people. Mm. Um, say, say things like when you were saying things like, "Oh, making sure people have job opportunities, places to stay." That's a big part of what my parents um, actually did, like mm. in the early days. And that, yeah, we're talking eight, eighties, early nineties, so not so so far back. But because the community was so small, um, it was important to them to like just bring everyone together. So it's just interesting hearing how far back this black church history goes. When I've actually had some of that experience, or I can somewhat see what that could be like especially back then how mm-hmm. it's been so important because i saw even later on how it was important to people in the 90s and early 2000s so i can't even imagine what it would have been what impact that would have had in the 40s 50s early 1900s so that's it's just really interesting mm. yeah yeah so let's 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 delve into femi's tweet about <laughs> the, the needs to be a sub- <laughs> Basically, I'll read it verbatim. Um, so Uncle Femmes on Twitter, <laughs> follow him on, on, on Twitter. Yeah, he said, a very brief comment on the latest Black Britain podcast that reminded me that there's definitely a further conversation to be had about the relationship Black Christians have with a Black church. So, yeah, for me, when you tweeted that, like, what, what were you specifically wanting to focus on? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I was saying, so it's been varied. So, um Basically, like what triggered the tweet wasn't just the episode, but 
yeah. a couple of days before um, I listened to the episode, or about a week before I listened to the episode, I had a conversation with uh, my cousin and her husband, and um, they had gone through some church right themselves and um, decided to leave their church. And they went through a period of like not really being anywhere, to be fair. Um, but then um, the wife specifically made or suggested that, oh, you know, I'm done with that church. Like, I've gone through so much stuff with the black church um, and maybe it must be the black, it's, it's like, let me find somewhere that's white or not predominantly black. And I thought that was interesting. It was something I challenged at the time. Um, but I also find it interesting that she would associate the hurt that she felt um, in her church experience to the black experience. Mm. Uh, so easily. Um, and I, it made me wonder if people generally felt like that. Um, so when I heard the comment made on the podcast, I was thinking, oh, like, do people actually, you know, make this conscious decision to say, I'm going to not only leave the church I'm at, but I'm going to actively look for a church that is not predominantly black. Um, mm. Yeah, I guess that's what um, triggered the conversation. And I had a few other conversations and yeah, a lot of people will say that, yeah, it, it is a thing, like, for many reasons, um, I was interested in listening to the um, 30 Minutes with the Perry's podcast and talking when um, uh, Pastor Charlie Dates was talking about um, people going to seminary and then when they come out of seminary, they suddenly want to distance themselves from what they knew or what, what, mm. they, uh, what they used to associate with, which tends to be black. Um, so I just thought it was interesting. I didn't, I didn't understand the depths of how people saw that. So mm-hmm. I just thought it was a conversation to have. And I think there's an opposite end of the scale as well. But yeah, that's what kind of, yeah. those are kind of the thoughts that I was having when I, I listened to the podcast. Yeah. And what, what what would like the, what would you say are like the core reasons that may dissuade someone from wanting to, to stay or join a black church? And of course, we're, we're speaking generally, there's exceptions, there's rules, and but we're just speaking generally. So yeah, people who just want to say... But this doesn't happen in my church. Please, we're not talking about your church. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I, I, no yeah, in general terms, I just, I just think, like we've all said, we all grow up in black churches. Generally, that's what that's what we, us that, especially that have brought up in the church or been a part of the church for a long time, we generally, our only experiences generally are black churches. So when we have bad experiences... Sometimes it's easier to associate. I mean, I've done it myself. Um, I've had experiences in Nigerian churches, and I feel then I might make the mistake of saying, "Oh, I'm not going to a Nigerian church again," because we, mm-hmm. it's almost like we associate what has gone wrong, or what is lacking, or what it, what where the failures are to the fact that they're Nigerian. And they're, they're, I mean, there's arguments that you can make that there are implications to like Nigerian culture, for example, that might have an overall impact on how they do church. And um, that's mm-hmm. an argument to be made. But I think it's it's, it's so easy for people to just be like, oh, I've had this bad experience. This is because these people are this colour or this come from this culture and that's why I need to distance myself. I think it's easier to do that for a lot of people um, rather than maybe just look a bit deeper um, into why things have gone the way they've gone. Um, but I think there's a variety of reasons. I think, I mean, you can go a bit deeper and talk about, you know, what kind of teachers people listen to, um, who's prominent um, in terms of like quote unquote sound teaching or, you know, real theological teaching, what we see, what's represented to us. Um, if, if, if all we see represented to us is a specific, from a specific culture or a specific colour, where I think it's easy to then start saying, okay, 
again, like we attribute what's good to someone's culture or what's bad to someone's culture rather than looking at the person individually. So I just think it's easy to say, oh yeah, this is good because this and uh, this is bad because of this. I don't know if that made sense, but I just I just think there's like a variety of reasons why people might make that decision. Mm. No, I mm. get you. Adrian, what do you think? No, no, I get, and I think it's right to to focus in on the cultural aspect. And I and 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 I think even with these issues, what even becomes more obvious is yeah the the radical the radicalness if that, I use that word right you know how how radical the gospel is even mm-hmm. uh, upon uh, in this in, yeah uh, on 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 culture because any church you go to whatever the makeup is black white whatever there's there's gonna be at some level a reflection even sometimes an infusion of culture and 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 our worship you know I mean it's gonna be our culture sometimes is 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 um is is exposed is reflected in our worship. That's not bad. That's mm-hmm. not bad, right? Um, but with with especially with culture, Sha, good and bad. Sometimes cultures that we that we know and love. Um, I mean, we've come to see that sometimes cultures, even in other, you know, with other people groups, it can it can do some sadly some damage or it can take away from um the light of the gospel. Sadly. I think so, you know. So, think of think of my experience of being in a, in, a, in a black church. Sometimes you think, ah, is it is this the culture of the church? Is it the domineering like approach to how we do things? Or is the scripture? Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes, sometimes because things get infused, one takes priority, and sometimes if culture takes priority over scripture, that's when you start to see. Bad things, sadly, harmful things, sadly, um, yeah. in some cultures where where you cannot question authority, and obviously that's not biblical in that sense, right? The the sense is that all men are equal before God. There isn't the in church. There is no hierarchy in the sense that uh, no one is beyond reproach, no one is beyond correction. Um, in some cultures, that's not the case, though. Some coaches, some people, you know, if they want more than you, that's enough. You get, um, and but but that when that comes into a church setting, harm is done. And so, yeah, I understand some if someone says, oh, you know, that insert ethnicity church because big, then what they're probably talking to is is a cult is 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 you know a cultural expression that's uh, identified with that those people being expressed in that church, which is causing them harm. Um, but again, that is something if you go to other coloured churches, Shah, they have aspects of their culture, which no doubt, if not subdued under the word of the Lord, under the scripture more specifically, will, will, will again do harm to to how the church relates and, um, you know, um, fellowships one another. Um, but So it's important, I think, if there is a culture that threatens to be dominant in the church, that needs to be always checked under the, the the word of God is even though this culture thing that we do is it biblical? Not all things culture in our culture is biblical. Whoever's culture, uh, you know, it, it's been referred to. Um, and if we're talking about the black church, you know, I think maybe maybe when we speak of um, um, yeah the 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 culture we know at home when that's reflected in the church, there's so much good that can be there. So the you know, we love our praise and worship. We love how expressive we are when we're mm-hmm. you know, I'm talking about singing, particularly in music. We love the expression, even in our languages, 
of you know God's goodness to us. Um, but then again, referring to maybe parts of our culture which have has in, in regards to like authority and questioning those who quote unquote senior. And if they're not in positions of power, yeah, you might. There's definitely challenges because, like, it's a different, it's a different set of in the church that you know in the church is a different set of rules, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how God designed it in the church um, that can clash with maybe what our normatives are in culture. Um, so yeah, I think yeah, yeah. So it's definitely a challenge for all churches to always make sure whatever the prevailing culture is, that culture doesn't in any way take priority over what the Word of God says. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good points. Yeah, I, I think when I was, I think when I was a younger and, and the old church I was going to, I remember speaking to to someone who had left, and we had a lengthy conversation around as a young person growing up in that church and wanting to be involved and constantly coming um, in conflict with how they should be seen, how they should dress, how they should be, how they should speak. Like all the the, the culture of, of of that particular church was was taking presidents over their desire and their willingness to serve um and for them they felt like that that domineering uh culture um was enough for them to leave and and they left went to another church i think it was like hillsong at the time and and they saw kind of the draw of the culture not being so pervasive um and i I think of course that may be something that you may see in the black church but as i would say like there's 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 no Every no church is perfect. Every church has its own issues, and I, and I think even the points that Femi you was making about like your friends who they've seen certain things. So you may say um, about the black church, you know, high stereotypes. Uh, black majority churches aren't sound. Black majority churches just want to take your money. Black majority churches um, you have to uh, I don't know respect over over respect the leader and 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 you and you build up all these views of the black church and then you leave you go to another church whether it be white majority whatever it is and this the same issues differently are there so you may go to another church and there's a lack of love or there's a lack of unity or there's a lack of community or there's a lack of integration and i think because so for me, like because I've only been in the black church, when I see glaring issues, I don't always identify identify them with. Oh, these are just issues that we have because we're in a broken world and and people are sinners. Mm. But I may now just say, actually, no, this is a black thing, and I need to yeah. just distance myself away from from the black church. Um, and I and I think that's something to kind of think through. I think I think something else when I was when I was reading through the black majority church in the UK, um, there is definitely this. Um, assumption point made about is the black church sound is a black church theological um of course there's been a massive um import of uh, specific preachers and specific pastors that 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 have been more popular in, in the black circles um and of course we have to mention the unfortunate kind of proliferation of the prosperity gospel and and how that has taken a lot of effect in the black church. Um, but yes, just just to answer that that question, is the black church, is our black majority churches sound? Are they theological? And, and what are the implications uh, of that for the black church? Edwin wants to answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, first of all, I, I, you guys, I think you, two, you testify, I, I got saved in the black majority church. Shout you did. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? I was even hearing in a friend of this podcast, Rasianic, even Sunday mentioned, um, you know, mentioned that point about, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a tribute we almost pay to that church because that's where we got saved. 
at the very least, right? Before we talk about, yeah, the the, the details of the doctrine and the expression of uh, theological understanding. Um, and that's something to be discussed and had. But first and foremost, there's, thankfully, I believe enough, <laughs> I won't say enough like you're dealing with scraps, but there's enough at least there to say that we have believers in that church, 100, um, because we were saved there. There's, there is truth um, preached in such churches. Of course, it, it, I think since the initial like birth of the black church, when you look more historically, the roots in which particularly Pentecostalism came from, you probably argue maybe were more, more, more efforts to be biblically faithful were evident historically than maybe today. Generally speaking, the, I mean, the, the Pentecostalism movement in the black churches, the spectrum is crazy. You know, it's, you know, so much, um, there's so much and so much, um, you know, different strands that to, to, to even say black church caveat, serious caveats. Um, but generally speaking, um, you know, when, if, if I see a random black person tell me they're Christian, I, I'm going to assume almost instinctively, whether bad or good, not attributing any virtue on this, but just whether bad or good, I'm just going to assume that they come from Pentecostal church if they're black. Mm-hmm. That that is our experience as a black community. That if you're a Christian in our community, you go to a Pentecostal church. Um, that is to say, you go to unsound church, though. Sure, you get. It's, it's mm-hmm. to say you go to a church, though, that probably emphasizes the works of the spirit in a way that other churches do not. That's, I think mm-hmm. I think that's fair enough to say because that that's basically how Pentecostalism movement. It's the you know, emphasis of um, you know the work of the Spirit. You know, believers be the work. You know, the evidence of your salvation being expressed in speaking in tongues. That's like almost like the general understood um, emphasis that Pentecostal Pentecostalism and churches that follow that tradition have. Um, but mm-hmm. that even in in of itself is to say that your church is not sound. Oh, yeah, I don't. I don't think it's enough because of that to say church isn't sound. Why I say historically, even with that definition, you could even say churches then were trying to be even faithful to the scripture, mm-hmm. because when you look at what's happening today, when you're now bringing charismatic movements or more recent, um, and sadly that infiltration in the black church um, and and other churches too. But yeah, I mean we're talking about our church, so yeah, it's you know it's evident in our church. Um, it's just now harder to. It's harder to now affirm that desire to be biblically faithful when more churches sadly um uh when they yeah when they when they preach you know word of word of faith doctrine when they preach a charismatic doctrine it's hard it's sadly hard to say to be more sure that that churches um that those churches are prioritizing yeah the more sure word of 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 the bible um, but but in no way can we say the history of the church is sort of unsound. No, I think the history of the church can see that there was a lot of attempt to be faithful to scripture. I mean, yeah, interpretation is up for question. But I mean, you know, the Methodist strands of Pentecostalism, people like even like what John Wesley, the attempt was to to follow almost the the pattern of how the disciples received the Holy Spirit. Um, so there was intent from scripture to reflect worship then. Um, of course, we can debate that, but yeah, but obviously now it's difficult. It's harder to say because how it's progressed, the trajectory of it has gone into much more clearly unsound territory generally uh, because mm-hmm. of yeah the charismatic movement. Sadly, yeah, yeah, I I, I think that's why it was it's it's useful to just understand 
the black church history in the UK. Because um, it's, it's just a reminder that black churches aren't a monolith. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. Yeah, like that not all black churches are the same. Um, yeah, of course, I've been to some black churches where um, the prosperity gospel has decimated it and it's, it's very hard um, to hear uh, gospel teaching. But I've, I've been to other black churches where it's very biblical, very sound-based, I mean, very word-based. Um, and and it's, it's it's a great great place to grow and learn and I think I think sometimes there's been a a, a, a just a, a generic kind of oh, like mention of oh yeah the black church isn't sound and and, I, and I've even seen posts where you'll be like okay these are the sound teachers these are the unsound teachers and and all the sound teachers are white and all the unsound teachers are black and 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 again it's, there's this, there's that suggestion and I'm not saying that we, we, we of course we have to watch our life and doctrine closely and it's it's always ensuring that we are uh focused on the scriptures and and being Bereans um but yeah I, th- I think I think that 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 generalization can actually be quite dangerous and actually quite discouraging for those who are in a black majority church um to say okay yeah all black churches are unsound and just to think about the ministers and the the leaders who are serving in that particular context I think also there's great hope um about just the future of of black majority churches um of course the the prosperity gospel is still present i think we even spoke about just the new kind of the 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 concern of even a new prosperity gospel um creeping in around you know social mobility and and getting the bag and stuff like that but there 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 are many uh men women uh who are in black majority spaces who are holding on to the scriptures uh trusting in jesus and and wanting to make him known um and and loving the scriptures and that's a that's a sound that's sound teaching that's that's a sound church so i think sometimes when when there is that suggestion it's almost like ah um yeah and, and i just think of the, the ramifications of that as well um how we view i'm even thinking of how white majority churches now view black majority churches and you think of maybe now they think oh yeah all black churches are, are, are exactly. sound. And you're just thinking of how is there going to be helpful church unity um and and the the, the tying in of, of of church laborers um so again that would just be something to, to think through yeah Tell me, what do you think yeah i was gonna say yeah so i completely agree and i think yeah i don't think we can ignore the fact that there are some i guess strains of like pentecostalism um the charismatic movement um like you guys spoke about that like the prosperity gospel that is like, i don't think as black people we can ignore that it's prevalent in, in our culture i don't i don't think we should ignore it um but like a couple of things. Number one, I agree with what you guys are saying that that is not true across the board. Um, that's a massive generalization, um, and there are many sound um, sound churches, many faithful Bible teaching churches that are predominantly black. Um, and, and I guess I, I guess two things. One, like even even when when we speak about the ones where you know these kind of false teachings or prosperity teachings are prevalent, like why? Why do we relate it to their blackness? Why are we quick to relate that to their blackness? But we're not we're not as quick to do that mm. thing where prosperity teaching is prevalent in many white predominant churches as well. And we don't we never relate yeah. that to their whiteness or to their culture. It's just because of sin or because of whatever whatever. We don't relate it to their whiteness. Like a lot of people are very, very quick to relate the failings, and they are failings and we can't ignore them. Um but we're very quick to relate it to them being black, um, and we're not as quick to do that with other cultures. So I, I, I guess I take issue with that. But I also take issue, I guess, secondly, with I think I don't know if you guys would agree, but 
yeah, I, I think when we speak, when we say things like sounds, or we use words like sounds, a lot of the time, or just, I guess, conversations I've, I've heard or things that I've listened to, it does relate to, it seems like anyway, to intellectualism. I can't even say the word, so clearly I'm not intellectual. Intellectualism. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a <laughs> good point. Intellectualism and how, how we come across, right? Mm. Um, even where we worship, um, the, the black display of worship, the African display of worship, um, the black way of speaking and preaching. Sometimes that doesn't come across to the wider public, at least, as intellectual. Um, mm. And that can then now be mistaken for unsound. Um, I, I'm not sure, I don't know if this is a general thought, but I'm also aware that that can be how it's easy to perceive that. Again, even us, like, as black people, the way we look at each other, sometimes if we look at our aunties or our uncles in church, Sometimes we're going to look at them and be like, oh, what are they doing? Like, oh, even, mm. even see it outside the church, like, oh, they don't even speak properly or they, they're a bit whatever kind of thing. And we, sometimes it's easy to look down on that. And we, we're brought up in the West where what is prevalent and what is praised is intellectualism, how people present themselves, how people articulate themselves. And mm. then we're always going to, it's easier anyway to like associate that to be better. Um, yeah. so I, th- I also think, yeah, again, when you say it's somewhere sounds, like I think Edwin said it brilliantly, like, a lot of these black churches were faithful to Bible teaching, like, and are faithful to Bible. I'm staying faithful to the Bible. Um, they may not come across like your other prevalent um, evangelical white Christians. They might not display their worship the same way, but they're just their sound. And yeah, that's not ignoring the fact that yeah, there is issues. Yep, there's you know a rising prosperity gospel in in our culture, but I don't think. You can then use that to say, "Oh, black churches aren't sound." Um, so yeah, those are just the thoughts that I've, I've had about it. Yeah, that's 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 very that's very very. No, Femi, Femi, you the gold star. Honestly, I don't know how you award prizes for for guests because because again, it goes back even the point about culture and church because you know we we'll, we speaking particularly before about when culture is when the premise of culture is bad. It's always bad, but particularly when you know there's the bad traits of a culture impact the life of a church and similarly in, in, sorry similarly in you know we're talking about a black church and 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 we're, to, and we're talking particularly about your mentioning preaching style and even dates did in that podcast with with uh, the perry's preaching style or you know uh, worship style etc um yeah sometimes they're they're finally losing battle because in no sense of the word sound is how we understand it um it is 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 what they're doing is what they're doing that you know that's what preaching can never be sound that's how we understand it in certain traditions how they're singing can never be sound how we understand sound in certain traditions uh, and so there is almost like a, a losing battle that black churches always have in terms of if we're going to call mm-hmm. it a perception challenge because you know because because they are black church and express themselves in that way whether or not theology is sound solid biblical, faithful, evangelical, the expression of that can sometimes um, cause outside looking in to think that the substance itself isn't sound. And that's just obviously not the case. And that's even something, to be honest, um, it's a journey that I've had to be on even much earlier. Well, not much earlier, even more, yeah, early-ish, you know, when when even looking at what I believe in, you know, what churches to go to, moving even maybe from Pentecostal churches. Um, because in many, in many respects, the, although the style and the substances are so important, what is essential is the substance. Is it so essential? Mm. And that does inform the style. But where you have churches that the substance is 
solid again. We've got saved in some of these churches where the substance is solid, but maybe the style sometimes can be questionable. I mean, we I don't see why you can't call the churches sound. The teaching is sound. End of. Yeah. Sure, you get. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I'm with you, Femi, 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. I, I think that that whole intellectualism piece is, <laughs> is, is a whole episode just about, yeah, like just, just dealing with that and. Yeah, you only sound if if you know certain things, or you can only you can say big words, yeah. um, and you just think of, yeah, the aunties and uncles and the grandmas, you know, who who don't know the big isms, but ah, uh, by their life, you can they can see these people are are, are godly and watch their life and doctrine closely. Um, and then yeah, the the point you made about yeah, like not all churches look the same. Like not every church is gonna have the same style. You may go to a church where the preaching is a lot more dynamic. You may go to a church where preaching is a bit more stoic. You may go to the church where the auntie is is exuberant in worship and she she can't wait to dance. She can't wait to jubilate. You know, the uncle is 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 excited at hearing the word. And you may go to a church that's a lot more mellow, a lot more calm, a lot more sober, a lot more tranquil, so to speak. And both churches um, can be sound, faithful churches. And I think it's just I think tradition is so important because depending on what, what tradition you grow up in, that informs your whole church experience. And when you move out of that tradition, you either see that, you see your past as bad or you see your past as good and you see mm. your present as good and you see your present or your present as bad. And sometimes both both can be good. Um, so yeah, really, really helpful points. Two questions. I, I think one is is around, um, yeah, I think we'll end on like, what, what, what do you guys think is the future of, of, of the black church uh, in the UK? And then also, maybe we can start with, yeah, how do how does a black majority church, how does a black church ex- em- embrace diversity and, and unity? Because um, I think sometimes the, the danger some people have, even in white majority churches, is, oh, there's no, there's no diversity, there's no, there's no unity, there's no uh, uh, desire for this to be multi-ethnic or multicultural. So kind of dovetailing that to the black experience, how does a black... Uh, majority church think through that or do they need to it's funny because um i was having a conversation i'm not even sure if this is going to answer the question but i was having a conversation as i was playing basketball as you do (laughs) with um someone about this exact topic and we were just talking about it because for example right now i attend a predominantly white church um and as difficult as the adjustment um can be at times I'm definitely it comes across as it's more comfortable for me to do that than the roles being reversed so generally speaking in the black majority churches I've been to I haven't seen much diversity um, or I don't know how comfortable um, white people or any other culture example are in those settings I'm not sure I don't know I can't speak to that um, I know for myself, or what from what I've seen, especially even the stuff that we're speaking about, it seems like black people are definitely more at home or more, feel more comfortable to be in a predominantly white church or predominantly whatever culture church or more diverse church than the roles of us. Um, we kind of came to the conclusion that, you know, especially us in UK, we're always minorities. So it's not hard. Like, it's not, we're the minority at work. Sometimes we're the minority at school. Sometimes we're the minority at uni. Wherever we are, we generally, we're used to being a minority. Whereas maybe, um, white people or, again, other cultures haven't had to put themselves in a the position of, actually, I'm the only one here, so maybe they call us comfortable. I don't know. I can't speak to it. Um, but I also can't... I find it hard to answer the question of what the predominant black church should do to help or to encourage diversity. I, I, 
I couldn't I couldn't say. Um, I don't know if there's I would love it to know if you guys have an answer. But I just thought, yeah, it, it definitely seems a lot easier for the other way around than that way. I, I, I couldn't tell you why. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's... I, I, I guess in the sense of where, like Edwin was talking about, in where there are predominant black co- co- churches where the culture is so prevalent and so dominant that it may put um, anyone from any other culture off. Um, I think if that I think that causes many problems along with diversity issues. I, I think there's many issues outside of diversity, but that obviously that would um, make a diversity issue. I mean, please, if you're only speaking in Yoruba, you're not interested in diversity. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on. We can learn Yoruba. We'll teach you. <laughs> I mean, we can teach you. I've seen it. I've seen it. Apparently, there's redeemed churches in Jamaica. I heard that the other day. So I, apparently, they open in that sense. But um, I, I guess you can speak to that. But outside of that, I'm not really sure. No, I, f- I think the points you made are, are, are quite excellent, to be fair. Um, yeah, I, I I don't think it's the same. Um, and I also think you can be a black majority church and very diverse as well. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking the, the churches I grew up in. Of course, one of the churches I grew up in was, was majority Nigerian, but different tribes. Yeah, like just different experiences. And I I, I don't think diverse is always has to be ref- reflected in skin tone. Yeah, um, I think if I think if the aim is 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 ensuring that what you're preaching, teaching, doing in terms of fellowship isn't um, doesn't suggest that you're you're being exclusive or, or focusing on one particular group, then yeah, I, I think the Lord is pleased uh, to be, to to bless a, a specific area with with just people from that look the same. Um, Can I ask for a quick quick question before Edwin answers? Do you yeah. think, do you so do you think so especially in a multicultural city that we live in specifically is it okay that there are ninety nine percent black churches and ninety nine percent white churches and ninety nine percent Asian churches or should there be more of a conscious effort to not let that happen is that a problem is it okay that we have um, obviously there's histo- history behind it yeah well. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, yeah, there's obviously there's clear history behind it which we've spoken about, but is that okay at like, moving forward? What do you think, Edwin? Listen, I think it can be. Uh, I think I think it can. I don't know if you could be def- like definitive, but I think it definitely can be. I mean, it was in the sixties in America, MLK saying eleven a.m. most most segregated hour in the land. Mm. That's a sadness. Um, obviously, alluding to racial exclusion in the church. So I mean, we I think you have to do a somewhat a somewhat survey of 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 the of of the land. Like, are we as a so firstly, are we as a church who have this, um, you know, um, who have this majority ethnic or cultural group, probably ethnic group in our church? Are we are we in any in 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 any way preventing or being a stumbling block from others joining our our membership? Uh, you have to examine that again. It's not going to help you. We're going to speak your uh, I don't know, <laughs> a minority language <laughs> in um, an English-speaking nation, perhaps. I don't know, I'm not sure. But 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 I think I think you're right. I think yeah, it's not going to help if um yeah the 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 <laughs> I don't know. Is it? If the sermons in Yoruba, it was Yoruba. You know what I mean? What's going on? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm just saying, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's not helping diversity. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I agree. No, so. Oh, I guess cultural diversity. Yeah. But I agree. Because I think, yeah, the land we're in, listen, this is not Yoruba-speaking country. You want people who are in the country to be able to um, come into church and understand the word. So I get you. And I think, I think yeah, it's probably unhelpful. Mm. Um, 
because you want people to come. And so, firstly, yeah, other things that we're doing are, are stumbling blocks. Obviously, that's an obvious one, like language. But even just even, maybe even cultural mannerisms that were just so normative to us that we don't even know that we're doing, um, mm. that maybe can be a bit exclusionary to people who don't understand the sort of social cues and stuff. Um, you know, um, got to be mindful of that. And and I think it's good that we are because that, I mean, again, you, you see the radicalness of the Christian faith that we don't allow anything even within us to prevent fellowship with others. Mm-hmm. Um, and But then there's a wider look at society. So if we're talking nice East America, for example, there's a we have to then start praying for, you know, racial division to be brought down. Now, I, oh, yeah, um, it's different nowadays. We don't have, we're not, you know, segregation isn't, you know, public policy. But, yeah, I think there are issues in society that suggest that, yeah, there, there's there's things at play in the, in, in the wider context as to why maybe there are, um, majority black or white churches that do require a somewhat sadness um, if it is that you know um, uh, if it is if it listen listen if is it is it racism you know are black churches seen as we were talking to be unsound regardless of what's being preached or what um, just, just the mere fact that they're black they're 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 unsound and, and maybe that's even an expression of you know racist ideas um, about the, the ability of black people to handle the word of God <laughs> and to preach it faithfully, um, and not and and not and not you know, giving your your black brother black sister um, due due um, opportunity due respect due love to to fellowship with them. It could be rooted in that. Um, so I mean, yeah. So there's many things. I look if if it is though that it just seems as though the way the Lord will have it, we have a black church in this place, white church there. A diverse one there, then it, that can be the case. I think I don't think that just because church is black or predominantly white, that's a problem in and of itself. But yeah. I think mm-hmm. we do pray that, yeah, you know, we diversify. But at least at the very at the very least, we do pray that we're not doing anything to be a stumbling block for the other believers joining the church who may not be from our ethnic background. At the very least, yeah, yeah, and I think yeah, I think I would, I would add a caveat that, of course, if let's say for example and to be to be fair i don't think you guys are saying there can't be multiple services so for example if you're in a area that that has a a large portuguese community you mm. may decide to have a service in portuguese to better serve them yes. because english yeah. is english may be harder for them to understand but if if it's the main and you, you may have a portuguese speaking church and that's the only service time and yeah, the Lord may be pleased. No, to, to your say point is them. your point is valid because yeah, because if if yeah, it is no. that they, their own language speaks Portuguese, what's English going to do for them? Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm... so I, I think you you have to serve and and think about those around you. Um, and I think also even in black majority, white majority spaces, the the big overarching point of of community, and 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 having sister churches and being mindful of churches around you is so encouraging so you may be uh, a white majority church black majority church and you 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 notice that there's a a church of a different creed different race around you trust the gospel believe the gospel they may be a, a sister church to partner with to pray for to to ask how they're doing how you can serve them and that that's that to me is almost big picture uh unity um that doesn't mean that that doesn't necessarily mean you now have to think of ways to capture this person or that person. Of course, please do and please think through how to do that. But that has to be um, informed by those around you. If 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 there's loads of a specific a specific people around you, maybe they're the homeless group or maybe they're a specific uh, specific people group, then you have to think of ways to bring them in. Um, yeah, as as we close, like what do you, what do you see the the future of, of the black church 
did you do you see hope like what are the things you're thinking through i think in recent as an example i think in recent years there's been a, a great work in the space of mental health um a lot of yeah like the black church i grew up in you know mental health specific sins were very much a, a taboo and i think in the last couple of years has been a great um learning in that space um which is i think is is great um is there any anything else you think of for like the upcoming church or upcoming years generation for the black church black majority church Femi, i don't know if Femi can comment to be fair i wish we, we're gonna bring you back in to, to see how you even almost the the black experience in, in a white majority church um, yeah. but yeah but yeah what, what do you see as um yeah thoughts thoughts on the black church for the future I think looking at it in two aspects, obviously talking primarily of the church now, so black people within churches now, and then I think there's a comment made on just black community. Um, but yeah, on the on the former, I think I mean it's you know I haven't got the data, Mary. I don't know. I don't know how people <laughs> on a weekly basis, monthly basis, are fluctuating between different denominations in the black churches. Or so it's difficult to say without having like a myopic view as to like where I am right now and what I've experienced. Um, but I think, you know, um, more, and this may even lead to just wider comment on just black community, because obviously we're, we're, we're thinking in the future more added to the black church, quote unquote, from that community, right? That's the pool in which we're speaking to. So, you you know, you think that, think again in London, so I'm reasonably really being exclusive here, apologies to the listeners, but thinking of black people in London, um you would you would think that uh generally generally um that there is because of you know more access to 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 wealth generation and perhaps that's going to be that's going to translate into even you know uh a, a wider black middle class even black you know wider black bourgeoisie compared to our parents um, mm-hmm. Remember, our parents' view of church and grandparents, they're, 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 the church for them was, as we mentioned, was really a, a community hub. It was a support group, as well as it being, of course, their, their, their sort of spiritual home. Um, but, but I think for, for, for black, young black up and coming who clearly have, you know, more, more professional jobs and, you know, the black church for them hasn't got that element, even though it's still important to black believers. I think there will be, you know, perhaps a springing up of more black churches around the land because people move to areas in which perhaps are not traditionally populated by black people. So you probably might mm-hmm. have some, you know, um, if 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 not black majority, black half majority, I don't know, somewhere in Suffolk or, you know, um, Midlands or at least just outside M25 as people, you know, get more money, buy houses out there, move out of the inner city London traditionally where the core of our sort of black population is. And I and I and I and actually I hope for that. Just I hope for the, the disbursement of that so we can, you know, um um yeah, reach areas in which we haven't before. Um uh yeah, and I, yeah, I just think that that that'll probably be a feature that there's this a, a more widespread distribution geographically of black churches as perhaps London hasn't become yeah the the primary hub for black people as people are able to move out more assuming that you know economically things continue the way they are uh, mm-hmm. so that's my comment yeah yeah yeah, yeah if i can add as well i think 
yeah, even though I go to a white church, Mary. Um, I was joking, please. <laughs> now people might think I'm being divisive. I was joking. Let me know my banter. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I guess what my hope would be, and like the more I've even listened to this conversation and other conversations I've had, is just that I think the beauty of like the black church in the UK compared to like maybe the black church in America is there's a clear generational gap in UK, right? So like even Edwin was just speaking to it, to our aunties, to our parents, to our grandparents, to our aunties, their experience of church, their experience of the UK is completely different to the first, second, third generation um, children of immigrants. Um, I think what, what in terms of like a hope, um, rather than, because what I see happening and what I can feel can happen is the young, professional, first or second generation uh, Christian may then feel like how their parents or how their grandparents, how their auntie church did church was so wrong that I've got to distance myself from it. And that's kind of what we've spoken about, right? I guess what I hope would be is, because there's good and bad to take from both. Um, I guess I can't, I can't say this as a rule, but what I guess what I would hope is that more people, more black Christians, rather than separating and dividing, work together and build a church where both perspectives are seen and heard um, and we grow from there. And that almost creates a new culture um, in our church, um, rather than dividing. So I think it's so easy to divide or associate, so easy to associate. Same way our, our parents are probably looking at us and look at, look at these guys, look how they think they're so smart, they think they're so intellectual. They're not even doing, they're not doing church properly and we're saying the same thing about them. Um, rather than having that divisive kind of mindset, like almost coming together, being a coming together rather than a separation. And I think that will greatly benefit the black church. Um, I think it's so, yeah, it's just so easy to be like, you know what, this is not for me, I'm out. I need to find something different. Whether it's a white church or if it's a church of just like-minded people, whatever it is, it's so easy to do that. But I think the beauty in fellowship, the beauty of being brothers and sisters um, by virtue of what we believe, what our faith is that, we're so different and we can come together. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that that would be my hope for the Black Church. Yes. What was, so, was so interesting to see, for me, again, referring to like, your friend was talking about, like, you know, traditionally, their parents are coming over and are literally bringing, you know, they're fresh, they're bringing the freshness of the culture into their mm-hmm. church life. Obviously, we're here, we're, you know, we're getting boring, we're saturating UK culture. We're almost, the, sadly, you know, losing our culture in a sense that we're not we're not as close to it perhaps as our parents were especially in like interaction with church and i wonder how that looks for how we do church um do we yeah what what how does that look compared to how our parents did church um you know what what how well, what 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 yeah you can imagine the cultural gaps do we feel like do our churches look more like traditionally white churches because you know we're not as quote-unquote African or whatever, you know, as our parents were when they came over. It'll be interesting to see how that looks. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, in the next, I don't know, 20, 30 years, perhaps. Mm, mm, yeah, I, I would agree with that as well. I think this is probably more of a personal kind of reflection, but I think, yeah, understanding what it means to be a Christian um, and a black person as well. Mm. Um, and I think for some of us, I can only speak to myself, I think there was a bit of me that looked at my black identity is as as somewhat negative and try to unpack that and yeah almost try to divorce that from my my christian life and it's it's great to unlearn that so to speak it's great to understand that 
my expression, my personality, all of that, uh, my upbringing can be conformed um, to, yeah, to the image of Christ. And God has uniquely made me that way um, and put me in this culture, family, all of these different things. And yet uh, understanding the big picture of, of what it means to be diverse uh, and to be to be serving in a church um yeah and, and i think I, just just looking at the multiple people i know um who early 20s late 20s early 30s mid 30s serving in their church leading um loving their community like I, I just think of yeah the next 20 30 years we can walk faithfully and just see yeah another crop of people um living for the lord so yeah I, i'm excited i'm excited for for the future of black majority churches black christians if, if we want to speak a bit more broadly as well um but yeah anything else to cover on the black church yeah, yeah. no nothing from me nah, I, think, I think that was i think that was good can yeah, i just yeah. can i just say before we close that yeah that's what anyone's wondering i didn't i am not one of the people that left the black church for the white church <laughs> no one no one said that bro I just happened. I just happened. Just, just in case someone was wondering, like, look at this guy's talking. But he's there. He's there. <laughs> no one said that, bro. I'm just, just making sure. I have to clarify. Nah. Like, you might not be saying it, but someone, one of our, one of the listeners might think it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think from the point you made, that that's clearly okay, evident. That's, that's um, really but yeah, that's clearly, clearly evident. And of course, uh, whether the whether it be a white majority church, whether it be a black majority church, if they're loving and living for Jesus uh, and loving the scriptures and living it out, then that's that's a church to champion. So. Exactly. There's no there's no betrayal. Where they what yeah. church you go to? <laughs> <laughs> facts, 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 facts. But yeah, guys, tell us tell us your 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 black church experience. What was it like? What are the things you think through, wrestle with? Um, anything you want to add? Anyone's got any useful kind of resources as well to understand more about the black history um, of the church in the UK? Yeah, send that through as well. But yeah. We're done. This is Black Brewer. <laughs>